it's Warhorse and Warhorse's pal Boner. And we're here to tell you that you're listening to the uh, Rough House podcast with Marty and Kristoff. You know, Marty the Mangler and uh, Kristoff the uh, Jack. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. But I'm glad you're here. Glad you're ready to listen to this shit. Clean out your ears. Shut your mouth. Open your eyes. Because it's time for that good, sweet podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 241. Uh, or are we at 242, I think? Uh, uh, two for something. 242 for uh, August the 29th, 2021. September is almost Dang. here, Chris. Dang on, man. Dang on. Yes, that that's Chris. I'm Marty. And <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, thanks for listening. We we appreciate you joining us as we talk the world of professional wrestling, the pro graps, as some very irritating people on Twitter call it. Uh, uh, yeah. Who are those people? I haven't seen pro graps. You haven't seen pro graps? You are, you uh, are lucky, my friend. You I've seen some other terrible things on Twitter, but yeah, uh, well, not the yeah, pro graps. I mean, that's, what, that's what Twitter does. It's, it's nothing but a cesspool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's been quite a week of pro wrestling. Uh, we are on the road to all out. We are seeing the world of NXT change right before our eyes. And, uh, Hey, uh, new Japan, uh, is doing shows. Hiromu's back, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I heard he had a banger of a match with Doki of all people of all people. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he, he came back. Uh, the U S shows are getting stacked with, uh, Osprey, Suzuki and Archer. Uh, yeah. and, uh, I breaking news literally just before we started oh. recording, I saw this pop up. Uh, the stardom matches at wrestle grand slam will be aired on new Japan world. Oh, nice. So that's a step forward. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to see some of those, but, uh, into the 1980s. Yes. <laughs> the yes. Japanese exactly. Company over there. Yeah. Uh, okay. but Hey, I, I thought this would be the last time I, I, I thought last week would be the last time I get to play it. I guess I get at least one more play out of it. Let's deal with this noise. All right, there we go. Uh, NXT had takeover last Sunday, and it was the changing of the guard shown. We saw that in multiple ways as yep. Kyle O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole in the uh, last appearance, as far as we know, of Adam Cole uh, in WWE. Yeah. Uh, if things are to be believed, his uh, temporary extension ended on Friday. We don't know where he's going. There's some belief that he may be leaving WWE in its entirety because he's told his Twitch family that uh, he will not be leaving his Twitch channel. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Riley went over in that. We have a new NXT world champion as Samoa Joe beats some jobber from Raw. And <laughs> we have, most impressively, a new NXT UK champion as Ila Dragunov had arguably the WWE match of the year, if not the full-on match of the year, 
with Walter. Jesus God in heaven, Chris. Yeah, I actually went out of my way to watch this. Uh, Brought it <laughs> up on the cock. People, on many people's uh, suggestion. Yeah, I queued it up on the cock and, uh, you know, mine was fully erect by the end. That was a stiff banger of a goddamn match. Uh, that kid, well, a kid, he's like, what, 27 or something? Something like that. Um, yeah, he showed more... Uh, balls guts uh passion Mm -hmm. uh all the superlatives that you could think of in that match uh and not to take anything away from walter who was fucking fantastic as per usual yeah but this giant uh, angry baby that he is yes 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 um you know just he's always he always looks like somebody stole his schnitzel and he's just ready to 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 maim and murder to to get it back uh which you know a good schnitzel it's hard to find so if you uh any schnitzel recommendations in in the greater baltimore uh area please uh at roughhouse sgw yeah we don't have Uh, wiener schnitzels in this part of town no, no, need more, more, more schnitzels. And if they have a good stone ground mustard, uh, you know, nearby as well, I'll, uh, I'd appreciate those, uh, recommendations as well. Anyway, uh, yeah, the match just physical, like his, he looked like he had literally, it looked like the end of a Rocky movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Eli got fucked up and fucked up hard. Yeah. And I didn't, I thought looking at the photo and not having watched anything that had happened prior, I thought that like the gash on his forehead was from that match as well. And not realizing that was from, I guess the, the NXT show prior where he got busted yeah, yeah, open the, the Tuesday before he got busted open hard way in a match with uh, Roddy strong. Oh, well that, uh, that Roddy strong, uh, knows when to lay him miraculously in. still hired. <laughs> Of all the yeah, you know that is kind of interesting. Uh, interesting point there. Of all the people they've let go and 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 fired, and what they say they want, uh, Roddy Strong is not really what they want. And I, I love Roddy. Don't get me wrong. I think he's great. I think he's an out of this world talent. But yes. to this day, I'm amazed he's under a WWE contract and has been for a number of years. Yeah, yeah. That is uh wrong side of thirty. Wrong side of six feet. <laughs> but a hell of a worker and yeah. the uh messiah of the backbreaker i think was is the uh mm-hmm. that was the gimmick at some point mm-hmm. but yeah so is nxt uk any day now just gonna you know shutter the doors and <laughs> so you're, you're gonna love this chris to my understanding the reason why nxt uk still exists as a property is twofold one most talents there make the equivalent of about thirty five thousand dollars a year Jesus. Two, there's a whole uh, COVID um, tax exemption thing going on in the UK. I I, I may not have uh, the term correctly. I'm, I'm sure Paul will be able to hop in and say what the exact name is. Thank you to our UK listener. But basically, if a business were not to fire anyone during this period of time, you know, the, the government will offset the costs of said business. Huh. So therefore... The wow. government is subsidizing NXT UK's existence. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if it weren't for that, it probably would have been shuttered uh, months ago. If not shuttered, then we would have, you know, three quarters of the bearded white dudes in professional wrestling on the uh, unemployment line in the UK. Wow. Well, I'm curious, you know, what this 
what the future holds aside from the, the you know the, the UK subsidy over there because uh what's her name uh, the women's champ Kaylee Ray, Ray yeah former up. women's champ because the current oh, she, women's she, champ is uh, Mike, uh Mako Satamara Oh that's right that's right yeah. okay I forgot about that I haven't forgot she was fucking employed over there wow Yeah yeah well she was supposed right. to be part of NXT Japan and well well yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, not, yeah. There, there won't be, there won't be, the, you know, that somebody should find that photo of the map of uh, of Triple Paul standing up there with <laughs> the NXT Saudi Arabia, NXT Japan, NXT Brazil. Oh, oh so, have have you not seen this? Someone has made an animated gif where it all disappears back to the future style, including Triple H. Oh no, I have not seen that. That's <laughs> fucking amazing, yes. and I love it. Yes. Thank you, Internet. Sometimes you can yeah, be a wonderful I'll, place. I'll have to dig that up for you, but wow. Fantastic. Uh, but yeah, like, does Walter stay in the States? Does no. Walter? Oh, no. no. God, no. He's already back. He's Wa- already Walter back. made it clear when he signed to WWE, he did not want to have to move to the States or do anything beyond like random one off shows. He wanted to stay in Germany oh, okay. forever. So, okay. again, is that a guy that WWE is going to go, why are we paying him? And then just let him go? Yeah. Possibly. I mean, I would think it's foolish, but at the same time, if he just wants to stay in. Germany, uh, where's he going to go? I mean, the biggest fed in Germany is WXW, and that's one of the, like, co-opted companies for WWE right now. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 and uh, Ela is supposed to be on NXT this coming week, so okay. he's staying in the States for a little while. I, I, I don't know what the NXT UK taping schedule looks like, because that's still in front of no crowds, but it's... It's a weird thing that they have this entire brand, like the the fact that 205 Live and NXT UK both still exist. Yeah. But they exist in the ways that they do are the strangest things in professional wrestling right now, the more you think about them. Like, they, they, it, none of it yeah. makes sense. A, a Thursday 3 p.m. time slot. Uh, yeah. Well, that's Eastern time. I get it. On the, on the cock for UK. And does 205 still air after SmackDown? It depends on when it's uploaded. Ah, okay. Like it's supposed to be uploaded and live at, you know, quote unquote live because it's not it's not live show. They tape it before NXT now, Um, but it's supposed to be up on Peacock at 10 o'clock at night. And um, sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it shows up Saturday morning. Yeah. Well, if anybody wants to watch wrestling at 10 o'clock p.m. on a Friday, you know. Show me a person who's using 205 Live of a Rampage, and I'll show you a WWE stand. But I, yeah, exactly. But it, I, I would say the thing that is also interesting is where NXT goes from now, because late on Friday night, uh, of all people, rapper Wale got to be the man who revealed the new branding for NXT. If you have not seen the logo, in a word, Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, it, yes. it, I will say it feels like they went, you know what Dynamite had that we didn't have on NXT? Fuck Triple H's skulls and birds and not quite nice Poppy. imagery. <laughs> NXT lost to AEW because AEW had colored explosions. The color Let's wars. do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. it, 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 it is straight up the color run presents NXT. Yep. Yep. And it's I would like to now, Chris. Choice. Yeah. If I may, mm. I'd like to run down my feelings as to the things that this version of NXT needs to be successful. Please do. Is it a long list? 
It's not a very so. long list at all. It's actually pretty pretty straightforward. Okay. Three things I think will really make this new version of NXT successful. I know they're looking at, like, former athletes. They don't want professional wrestlers anymore from the independent scene. They don't want people with preconceived notions <laughs> about what wrestling is. Thanks, mm-hmm. Nick Khan, for telling the world. And thanks, Tony Khan, for being a dickhead on Twitter on uh, Friday. That was a real joy. Uh, the three things... Based off of this logo that I think they need. One, bungee cords. Okay. Two, the aggro crag, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. the radical rock. Three, Moira Mo Quirk. I'm saying they go full guts. Full guts. Full guts. All right. It's the only way to go. Uh, Yeah, I was was thinking something similar. I was thinking uh, Mark Summers, uh, (laughs) an oversized nose, and a crazy obstacle course full of uh, finding the marbles in the oatmeal. Uh, I think we go full double dare. Really is the only way to to go about this. Now, just imagine, aside from that, um, imagine – and I'm surprised this honestly hasn't happened yet. Uh, the crossover c- a cinematic film where the WWE universe uh, meets the uh, Bikini Bottom universe <laughs> when, when there's well, a, been, a SpongeBob WWE with, uh, crossover. They, they've been tied up with the Hanna Barbera verse. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's run its course though. Yeah. Uh, now, now it is time for WWE to meet SpongeBob SquarePants. I I think I think the time is now. Time's <laughs> happened and the time is now. You can't see me. The time is now. Uh, <laughs> you know what? We're twelve minutes in. I'm I'm starting to feel like we can wrap this up already. We had a peak here. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think now would be nostalgia is huge right now, right? Yeah. You know, in, in pop culture in general. Um, if there ever was a time, and they have the cock to put this on, uh, which sounds really weird out of context, but you know what we're talking about. Um, I think the time is now to relaunch, uh, reboot, if you will, mm-hmm. salute your shorts with the NXT <laughs> roster. Um, just off the top uh, of my head. The Miz is Bobby uh, Budnick for sure. What's oh, that? The Miz is Bobby Budnick. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I was going to say Triple Triple H is uh, UG. Oh, 100%. Clearly. And they got Otis right there for the new Donkey Lips. Yep. There you go. And I forget everybody else's names. Um, <laughs> I so may it's... or may not have recently rewatched the pilot of Salute Your Shorts <laughs> to see how it held up. Thanks, Paramount Plus. Terribly is the short answer there. Honestly, a little better than you'd think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's fun. Did Bobby Budnick do anything aside from Terminator 2 and uh, Salute Your Shorts? I think those are the big two. I feel like he was pro- he was on like a, a a sitcom, like a family sitcom in the '80s, and then he did Man. Terminator and and wow. shorts. But how did he yeah. not show up on Celebrity Boxing against Dustin Diamond? I mean, that seems like <laughs> it seems like a show. You know, what, that, that probably conclusion. was a call that was made but not fielded. I feel like. <laughs> Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, NXT is moving to Nickelodeon, and um, <laughs> and there we go. It's it's I I don't I and again, you know, there's going to be new music. There's going to be a whole new presentation of the show on NXT. You know, we're only looking at a portion of it, right? But the one portion of it is such a radical fucking change. I don't of... think it's that terrible of a logo, if I'm honest. Like, a, a lot of the internet's like, this is absolute dog shit. And yeah, like, the extended N is a little weird. But, like, it's not horrible. It It's just 
so radically different, not only yes. from the NXT visual uh, language right. that we're used to, but like pro wrestling visual language. It, it feels like it's a fucking like paintball tournament or something. Like uh, it, it, it has this. And God, maybe it's the point. It has like this, you know, family fun feel to it. Yeah, it's a little frightening. <laughs> Especially because NXT is the oldest program by viewership. Don't they still have like some ancient, um, you know, uh, Chinese shaman character on uh, on NXT still? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Xia uh, might be getting called up. She was getting she was getting a look at at uh, some dark matches. So she's been getting a look for me for a while now. Oh, I know. No, you oh, and twelve thirty uh, time. You and the Godfather of the Roughhouse, Justin Schlegel. Yes, that's I right. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's very weird. It's very jarring, and you have to wonder. Get ready for this transition. I have to wonder how a USA feels because right now USA has to feel like they're holding the bag because not only are they, you know, paying a significant amount of money for Raw, they're paying a not insignificant amount of money for NXT. And the whole idea was like it was going to be this program that's comparable to AEW and it was $30 million a year being spent on this for this live show. Of, you know, the the next generation of talent doing exciting action. And it's going to be a taped show that is going to be the next generation literally figuring out their shit as they go along. If you've ever wanted to see a doe walk on baby legs, here you go. And meanwhile, the other company, Fox, is getting Smackdown. Where they just put Becky Lynch, their biggest homemade star in years, and they're putting Brock Lesnar on it. And the reason why they're putting Brock Lesnar on is because Fox is pissed at WWE for letting CM Punk fall through their hands. Oh, really? Is that something that came out? Yeah. Yeah. Fox wanted to know what, because Fox had a contract with CM Punk. Right. Fox wanted to know why WWE didn't swoop in and offer him more money. Well. (laughs) So they went, but we got Brock. And Brock, who was supposed to be Reigns' opponent in fucking 2023, is now just popped up. Oh, and they said he was going to be on SmackDown this week, and he fucking wasn't at all. Reigns or Brock? Brock. Oh. Yeah, that, 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 uh, that, that adds up. So, you're WWE. You are literally building yourself on this mountain of money, which, hey, game respect game. Awesome that you're getting it. And you're pissing off the people who are paying you on a regular basis. Great job. Cannot wait to see how renewals go. Yeah, that was like when we set up a, a Patreon and then Justin left the show and everybody left Patreon. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> yep, you got me. Him great. Pay up. <laughs> that's not a no. That's not a slight on you. That's a slight on uh. That's a slight on the listenership who ditched the Patreon. Hey, hey, but well, uh, Slagle Soapbox is up now. Uh, Five dollars yeah. here on the Patreon. Hey. Patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. What to to what end will WWE make anyone happy at this point? They don't want to. <laughs> like the only person they've made happy is in storyline, and that's Baron Corbin, who is now Happy Corbin. Did, like his first name, Chris? like like Happy Hogan, like his first yeah, name is yeah, Happy. He's now, now calling himself Happy Corbin because his luck turned around. Okay. He's got a clean right. shirt now. He buzzed his head and face. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. He, Didn't he roll up in a Bentley or something? Yeah. He rolled up in a Bentley. His wife took him back. He got to move back in the house. He's back to eating steaks. And yeah. His, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. That's great. Because as someone who's watched the first half of Behind the Music with MC Hammer, I can tell you the money never runs out. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, good for Happy Corbin and his terrible new name to go with his terrible just everything. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, I, I I don't see where them making people happy is is a thing. I mean, they don't make their employee, or I'm sorry, their independent contractors happy. Uh, they don't make their audience for the most part happy. Uh, they're pissing off their uh, investors. They're pissing off the people who are paying them their TV deals. Uh, they're pissing off uh, pretty much uh, pretty much everyone whose yeah. name isn't uh, Nick Khan, Kevin Dunn, uh, or Vince McMahon or Stephanie McMahon. I feel like Triple H is way on the outs. Yeah. Um, I guess and, Roman's pretty happy. I mean, you know, do you see that shirt? The new <laughs> shirts. Oh my god! For the bloodline. Yes. Oh my yes, god. I yes, the I did, Chris. Pile of money and Paul peeking in the background and the titles on the table and you know the only thing that would make it more factual is if there were like jury summons for a DUI on the on, you know in, in Jimmy Uso's hand. What do you think the back of the shirt is? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> day one in prison is h um yeah. yeah yeah come on it's it's not great it's not great Terrible. but you know you know what chris i will eat a little bit of humble pie here talk about things that aren't great we were talking about you know the the becky lynch return last week and word came yeah. out at the beginning of this week you know becky's gonna be a heel because becky wants to be a heel and and all that and uh you and I were talking about how terrible an idea it was. And look, it may still be a terrible idea, as the infamous Steve Austin heel turn in 2001 proved. Something can be good creatively, but terrible for the business. Mm-hmm. I am going to eat a bit of humble pie here and say, Becky on Friday sold me on heel Becky. You know why, Chris? No, I do not, because I did not watch. She is a heel who does not realize she is a heel. One okay. of my favorite types of heels. She's like okay. going full Kurt Angle. She still thinks she's a face. All right. She, so she, what, she what, what was her justification? Why, uh, she just won the match. She doesn't understand why people are mad. She's like, uh, uh, you know, okay. she she would offer an apology, but she doesn't understand why she has to. She she has to apologize. I see. I gotcha. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll see how long they can make that. Uh, Make that hold up water. Did 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 anybody come out to challenge her? Did, did Bianca uh, yes, get in her face? Yes. Well, well, first Bianca Belair came out to challenge her to okay, big fine. reaction, big ESD Good. chant, whole nine, and then Zelina Vega interrupted and wanted a title shot instead. Zelina Vega, who at that point was zero and seven. Okay. Uh, then Carmella came out. She wanted a title shot. So what ended up happening was we ended up getting a a three or sorry a uh, a four way. Uh, between uh, Bianca, Carmella, Zelina, and Liv Morgan to decide who uh, would get the title shot. Bianca ended up winning. Zelina falls oh. to 0-8. Imagine that. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Sure. And then did, did I did I read that Naomi is back on SmackDown randomly and nobody knows why? The storyline of Naomi joining SmackDown is the people who run SmackDown don't know why Naomi's on SmackDown. Uh-huh. 
Okay. And the people running SmackDown, is that still Scrap Daddy and uh, Sonya Deville? Exactly. Okay. Are they running Raw as well, or are they just running uh, SmackDown? I, I believe it's only Pierce who's running Raw. I, I don't, I can't recall a segment recently where Sonya's been running Raw. I know okay. Sonya's been running SmackDown for sure. But yeah, Sonya didn't understand why Naomi was on SmackDown. So the okay. storyline is they don't understand how their own show works. I mean, that's pretty much par for the course. Yeah, that that makes a that makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> I I just love that the the, the storyline is they are shitty at business. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it also shows that they're shitty at creative, but we all knew that already. No, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not telling you anything you don't already know. Just... Wow. Okay. All right. I, and I heard uh, from our lovely Twitter contingent that uh, Rick Boogs had another match uh, on on the SD Live. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Boogs is actually getting a kind of a prominent spot, being the the guitar sure. man for uh, for our boy uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. He's the axe but... man. Yes, but uh, it was it was Knock and Rick Boogs against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, the Dirty Dwarfs. Oh God, they're uh, still together. Yep, and actually, it was a half decent match. How is Bobby Roode still employed there? Uh, it's the theme. <laughs> it's hundred percent the theme. He doesn't even use Glorious anymore, does he? No, but I'm just saying. People go, should we get rid of him? Well, if we ever push him again, we can use his theme. Ah, all right. Even though they forget that, like, you know, Kurt Angle's beloved theme was the Patriots first. Do you do you remember the sheer might of NXT at its height that they were able to get Bobby Roode over massively as a yes. champion? Yes, I, I do remember <sighs> that. I was thinking the Crazy. other day about the glorious bomb. Do you remember the yeah. glorious bomb? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With uh, with Ciampa and uh, Gargano. Oh, yeah, before they DIY. went full erotic, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just popping up, uh, popping up in the background. The glorious bomb, man, that song, that song was a sensation. It truly was CFOs. They, they knew what they were doing and then suddenly they couldn't work for anyone anymore. I still don't know what the deal with that is. Yeah. Interesting. Very weird. Oh, well. Very, very weird. Uh, we'll get into both AEW shows in a minute, but Chris, Hey, did you know that there was an NWA show last night and it was sold out? Uh, oh, what's sold out in the NWA studio? 60 people? Oh, no, no, no. They they were actually at a real ass venue. They had like oh, really? about 800 people last night. Okay, good for them. Yeah. And it was an all women's show. Yeah, correct? it was the Empower Show. Uh, all right. Uh, as produced by Mickey James. Um, the biggest things of note are uh, uh, there was a surprise appearance by Awesome Kong where mm-hmm. she retired. She announced her retirement. Okay. Um, she had a, a whole segment with uh, Gail Kim, and uh, that, that was a whole thing there. Deanna Perrazzo uh, defeated Melina to retain her Impact Knockouts Championship. Uh, okay. The team of Allison Kay and Marty Bell are the first NWA World Women's Tag Team Champions in about 30-some-odd years. Okay. Uh, they won the uh, mini tournament they had defeating the AEW team of Kylan King and Red Velvet. Uh, okay. All right, Red uh, Velvet's getting all the reps. Yeah, I, I heard Camille versus Layla Hirsch was phenomenal. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm big on Layla Hirsch. I think she's great. Camille retained the women's championship, and then uh, of all people, uh, Chelsea Green won the Invitational Cup gauntlet, defeating a whole ton of women. Um, okay, yeah, that that ended up being the main event for some reason. Mm, I mean, very weird. 
Chelsea Green's, uh, I guess, a more notable name than either Layla Hirsch or Camille. So yeah. it makes a bit of sense. It still, you know, doesn't say great things for your title, but. No, no, it does not. No, but it does not. But, uh, William Patrick Corgan still getting all things under control yeah, over there. There's supposed to be another pay-per-view from the same venue tonight. Uh, the NWA 73rd anniversary show, which is uh, headlined by Nick Aldis defending the title against, um, oh God, what's his name? The Funkasaurus, right? No, 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 no. He He's the TV champ. Um, oh, uh, which is questionable at best. God, I'm going to kick myself once I see the name uh, anniversary. He used to be a tag guy on Raw back when. Uh, Damian Trevor Murdoch. Sandow. Trevor Murdoch. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Damian Trevor. Sandow is on the show. He and J.R. Kratos are the uh, tag team champions. Oh, I didn't know Kratos worked uh, NWA. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, looking like kind of a meh show beyond that. Mickey James versus Kylie Ray might be good, but there's a lot of not great on the pay-per-view tonight. How long has Nick Eldis held that strap? I mean, it's been like continuous for a couple years now, right? Uh, let's see. Or did he drop it at some point and get it back? Um, he, he dropped it to Cody at All In. Uh, oh, yeah. Won it back in October 2018. Right. Uh. Yeah, so he's had it since October 2018. So he's on wow. three years. Dang. Yeah, pretty wild. That's a hell of a title reign. Okay. Cool, I guess, for him and uh, Mickey James. They yeah. kind of run it. They're kind of running shop over there, huh? Yeah, they are. That they are. But hey, let's go ahead and hit this button. So, Chris. Yes. Let's put you in the hot seat. You're Tony Khan. You just had arguably the most talked about moment in professional wrestling's at least past 10 years. Okay. You got a big show on Wednesday. You're going to have the most mm-hmm. eyeballs you've ever had in front of you. Who do you put on that show? Oh, wow. Who do I put on that show? Well, I would put um, Pentagon. Clearly, number one choice yeah. for everything. Yeah. Uh, so Penton Phoenix would be on there. Okay. Oh, good news. They were on the show. Okay. There's a check. Yeah. Uh, that one. I would I would capitalize on the return of CM Punk by having him on the show. All right. Okay. That. All right. Cool there as well. Um, I mean, obviously, you have to book Red Velvet, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> right there. The, the, uh, the master of the... Forehead moonsault, red velvet. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. All right. Um, you know, I'd want to uh, showcase some of the uh, some of the newer talent that uh, you know has has gotten over with the fans. Maybe an Orange Cassidy. Oh yeah. There you go. Got that. Okay. All right. All right. Um, let's see. We gotta have uh, we gotta have the Elite on there somewhere. So we'll put uh, Kenny Omega and uh, and Don Callis in an obnoxious suit. Perhaps. No. Hey, knocking it out of the park. You okay, you, man, you are I, simpatico with, with Tony. I, I am uh I actually book this shit. Yeah. Uh let's see. What else would I do? I would um I would have a uh you know 30 minute barn burner between uh let's see, Pac and 
Uh, who would I like to see Pac beat up? Uh, you know what? I feel like it would be an interesting match. Pac and Ricky Starks for some reason. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Not, not oh, a thing. Okay. Not all happened. Right. No. All right. All right. Uh, how about... Well, well, um, Chris, Chris, you know, you did propose something interesting there. What if yeah. instead of Pac, I gave you the gun club and instead of Ricky Starks, what about the factory? How do you feel about that? I feel like that's a terrible fucking idea. Awesome. That's how so I we'll feel put that on uh, just before okay. the main event. Great. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Well, the main event clearly has to be um, uh, doing a Magic Mike tribute show is Hook, right? Is that- no, no? Nope, sorry, sorry. I feel like that, that's no, no really going to put hook. the eyeballs on the product. No Magic I mean, Hook. They're really missing out on that. Yeah, yeah. Taz, can we make that happen? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So uh, main event should be the uh, in-ring murder of a 24 going on 52-year-old. Absolutely. That's how we're going to do it. <laughs> That's how we're going to do it. It was, in short, one of the weirdest episodes of Dynamite ever. As I'm going to say half of the show could have happened on Dark. Yeah, well, I'm sure they have at some point. Um, so the the show kicked off with uh, uh, Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy, which was kind of a fun match. It should yeah, have no, been. I think it was. Yeah, like it 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 it, it clicked in a way I didn't expect, and uh, the Hardway blood definitely added to it as uh, sure. something went terribly wrong, and and Matt Hardy once again found himself injured in an AEW ring. Uh, which means I'm sure his text messages were filled with swear words from one Reby Hardy uh, yeah. icing down <laughs> her vagina preparing for child number five. <laughs> icing down her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we end the show? No, <laughs> Oh fuck, that's funny. Okay, all right, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Taking the old, uh, the old uh, uh, coochie ice bath there. Yeah, yeah. Just... Literally, just holding one of those blue plastic ice packs, <laughs> just <laughs> keeping your lunch bag, just oh. holding up against it. Oh. Oh. Uh, but yeah, our oh. uh, Arch Casty uh, getting a win there. Uh, hopefully, and probably not, but hopefully, the end of the uh, Hardy family office best friends feud. Um, I, I, I don't think that. it is because they announced a match for next week between OC and uh, Jack. E- no, who, who's oh yeah, that's Somebody right. It is OC HFL. and Jack Evans. Is it, is, it Jack Evans? Yeah, okay. yeah, you're um, right. Damn it. Um, we had a Malachi Black promo, which I absolutely loved, telling Brock yes. Anderson that uh, what you need to do is uh, when the bell rings, you apologize to me, leave the ring, and get counted out. Fuck yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's some that's some dick swinging right there. Yes. Uh. Chris Jericho came out to cut a promo and give us uh, an update on his career. And uh, he said, uh, in short, uh, he wanted one more match with MJF. Mm -hmm. And if so, he was going to never wrestle in AEW again. I think that was a very key turn of phrase he picked there. Um, Because he's probably going to wrestle in AEW. Well, not just that. I think he's going to wrestle on the Jericho cruise. And that's international waters. It doesn't count. Oh, well, sure. Uh, But I mean... The in-ring career of Chris Jericho being over potentially is a big thing. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, I do think. Um, it, honestly, I think MJS is going to win this one. I, I, wow. I, yeah, I, I'm not. I, I'm not convinced. I don't know, but I, I see your. I see your mindset here. But uh, you know, MJF. Uh, he took a. He took a little bit of convincing to do the match uh, because he's three and zero on Jericho, as his new T-shirt indicates. Um, yeah, Jerablo. Yes, Jerablo. Um, 
and someone pointed out, I didn't even realize it, and I should have, because I was a big fan of conspiracy victim era Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very similar to a shirt that Jericho used to wear where he claimed victories over Goldberg. Ah, uh, yes. okay. All right. Yeah. So, once again, an old WCW callback. Excellent work. Yeah, that went right over my head. Yes. It sounds okay. about right. Yeah, had, okay. Yeah. Sure. That was, uh, that was a segment. Yeah, and it was it was fine. It was not either guy's best promo, but you know it it, it did the needful. It got got us where we needed to go. Uh, a match that on paper I was very excited for, but really did not deliver for me was for the tag uh, eliminator, the semifinals. It was the Lucha Bros going against the Varsity Blondes of uh, Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. I like the Varsity Blondes. They've grown on me a lot. I like the gimmick. I like their pairing with Julia Hart. I think mm-hmm. that they've had some very, very good matches. This was a horrible night for them. Yeah, the, everything just kind of seemed off. Positioning, timing, they looked yeah. a little lost out there. Yeah, and, and look, I, I've no doubt that working the Lucha Bros uh, is – difficult because yeah. they are out of this world and they're doing so many unique and interesting and different things that you kind of have to be prepared for it but they were not ready for that match and uh, it, it really hurt also undoubtedly because of rampage being filmed the same night as this uh lucha bros probably were holding back a little bit which didn't really help the match yeah i mean you know at least there was still some spectacular moments uh with Penta and Phoenix. Um, but yeah, it wasn't definitely nowhere near match of the year uh, quality for uh, for either team in that one. Yeah, yeah, not not really wonderful. And then a match that I thought was really damn good until the finish went terribly awry. And I think it was damn good because I think it got uh, kind of legit for a bit there. Jamie Hayter made her in-ring debut, er, not debut, return mm-hmm. to Dynamite after dropping a ton of weight and getting absolutely jacked during yes. COVID lockdown. Uh, she had a match with Red Velvet. Um, there was some friendly fire in that one, Chris. Yeah, they, they were they, working. They, they, they were they were laying them in there. Yeah, they were working stiff, not snug. Let me tell you. Now I was, yeah, you know, I I should send a DM to TK Tony Khan and ask him this: um, How much uh, will I have to donate to a local Jacksonville children's charity uh, to be able to uh, to get in the ring and take some of those potatoes from Jamie Hader? Because. Uh, <laughs> You can sign me up. Um, that yeah. that ring gear she's rocking is uh, nice, real nice. Uh, Chris but yeah, will, the, Chris will be sh- uh, showing up at the All Out Fan Experience this coming weekend and asking <laughs> Jamie to spit on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know maybe stomp on my nuts or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know something something sexy like that, but uh, but yeah, um, they were they were they were laying in some bombs and the the topes from Red Velvet. I don't I don't know if that's the way they plan them to happen, but they looked <laughs> super <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 there there were dives and and all sorts of crazy shit, and then uh, the finish went terribly wrong. Velvet. I, I joked earlier about it. She hit a standing moonsault, landed directly on her forehead. Yeah. Hater had a moment of like, oh, oh, wait, there's not a person on top of me where there's supposed yeah. to be a person on top of me. So she gets up and murders Red Velvet with a choke breaker and then hits a lariat for the win. I don't know if that was supposed to be the finish, but I liked it anyway. 
Yeah, uh, I, I feel like that should really put a moratorium on Red Velvet on Dynamite for a while. Yeah, uh, it just it is kind of indicative of the uh, of the women's division there. Um, you know, obviously she's a he- Jamie Hader's a heel, so you can't have like uh, you know Hader Thunder Rosa sort of situation, which I would absolutely adore. Um, and you know, I, but I feel like. Somebody like Alayla Hirsch in that situation might have mm-hmm. been might have been better off than than Red Velvet. She's just not quite there yet. No, no, and 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 being that that finding replace replacement for uh, Brandy Rose Brandy. did not yeah. do her any favors either. Um, no, but we shall see. The Dark Order are not doing great um, as we're seeing dissension in the Dark Order all over the departure of one Hangman Page. Uh, yeah. So Evil Uno says that uh, you know you gotta you gotta get behind him and do what he wants, and you know if he wants to be left out to the wolves, you gotta listen to what your friend wants. And uh, Alex Reynolds spoke up and said, "Hey, it's your fault." So um, it, it's it's not great. It's not a great time for the Dark Order. Yeah, I, I I'm not in love with this. Um, I get what they're doing, but I I'm not a big fan yeah, of that either. They're just it it doesn't seem I don't know. There's such a lovable group that to see them fighting against each other is not really entertaining. It's just sad, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that pit of the stomach. Like, no, guys, come on, yeah. stop. And I'm sure this is just something to keep them active and on TV while, you know, Paige is on paternity leave or whatever. And then when mm-hmm. he comes back, I'm sure I'm hoping, you know, that he brings the gang back together in unison and they can go at full strength again because – if they only got that one epic introduction uh, and they never ran that back, that would be that would be sad because, man, that was fantastic. I still really want a Dark Order Elite blood and guts match very badly. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly it's only been a couple months since they did that, though. Yeah. Right? Oh, 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 I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think it would be anytime soon, but I, I really want one. Yeah. I mean, hell, if it, I think they're supposed to go back to was it Newark? They were supposed to run it in originally. They're supposed to be going there around the same time as um, the Arthur Ashe show. So hmm. end of September yeah. might not be a, a, a bad time to give uh, the people what they want and what they need. But yeah, I mean, I feel see. like you know, if and hopefully when Page beats Omega, say at Full Gear, um, or if not Full Gear Revolution, yeah. you know, I'm sure Omega is going to try and you know, get the title back and maybe we'll get a blood and guts or maybe we'll get a, a can you imagine a stadium stampede with the dark order in the elite? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that like that amazing. could be a lot of fun. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, Tony Schiavone brought out CM Punk. This apparently was what Schiavone was supposed to do last Friday, but they smartly were like, eh, just let the moment breathe. Yeah. And, uh, smartly. For, oh yeah. Very smartly. Uh, for do I've never seen work on screen together before? Goddamn, Punk and Shivani looked like they're having fun together. Um, well, they're they're, they're kind of you know similar mindsets and backstories here. Both yeah. were were scorned by you know pro wrestling as a whole and went away for a bit and found that AEW invited them back and kind of you know reignited that uh, that fire and love for the business and to you know you could you could see that they were. They were totally just just vibing and having a blast. Yes, yes, all Love vibes, all good it. times. It was very yeah. enjoyable. And Punk laid out the the very simple story of the match. Darby Allen's the type of guy he would have been paired up with back in the day. Darby Allen is exactly the type of guy he would have loved when he was a fan. 
So now he wants to get in the ring with Darby Allen and see if after all these years he can still go, if he still yeah. has it, if he's still the star that he thought he was when he left. And of course, as he asked those those questions, the crowd started chanting yes, and CM Punk, ever being CM Punk, you could see it in his eyes before he said it. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm about to get Tony pissed off. So uh, he just says, hey, guys, that's someone else's gimmick. You're just going to have to be a little bit more patient on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, and that was really the first on screen illusion or reference to that possibly happening. So that that's, you know, that's that's big time right there. Yeah, yeah. Very, very big time. And uh, if the rumors are true, as they've been flying around this weekend, we will see Daniel Bryan Danielson in uh, in AEW possibly as early as next Sunday. So. And then afterwards, we'll see Daniel Bryan Danielson at the locale calzone zone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Only if they have vegan options, though. <laughs> Miro cutting a promo uh, saying he was wrong about Fuego do Sol, but he doesn't forgive Eddie Kingston. And he dropped the best line of the week. Bring me the Mad King before I burn this place to the ground. God bless Miro's promos, man. They have just been absolute fucking fire yeah if you told me the way that miro would end up working in AEW is he's like a weird religious cult member um i would not have said that would work but goddamn if every week he doesn't make it's like he's the leader of his own cult and he's the only one there yes but he's drinking every ounce of kool-aid that he makes and i fucking love it it's it's fantastic uh we had a six-man tag moxley kingston and darby allen against the wingmen it was a match that happened uh, oh god, I forgot the wingmen were on TV. Jesus, yeah, yeah. it hysterical. wasn't bad by any means, but it was like full house show level match. Like, how, how did they not have an extended sequence with Darby and Cesar Bononi? I mean, this, he got one of the biggest guys on the roster and one of the smallest guys. And yeah. I don't, did they even touch? I don't even remember. Like, it was, I don't really think so. Uh, it was weird. Uh, but this yeah. was more about building up a match for Dynamite next week because Daniel Garcia ran out and attacked Darby Allen. And I'm yeah. looking forward to that match because uh, I, I you like, are, yeah, yeah, because I like Daniel Garcia. Yeah, unlike, yeah, yeah. Unlike other people, <laughs> yes. listen to the Patreon. <laughs> yes, uh, Tay Conti was gonna say something about the Casino Battle Royal, but before she could say something in her weird Brazilian English, here comes the bunny, and the bunny offered Ty Conti a spot in the Hardy family office. Ty Conti ripped up the contract, and bunny slapped her because women be fighting. <laughs> yeah i mean that is kind of the, the the staple uh womanly sort of situation for for many a moon now it's a tried and true formula yeah. so you know it led to a match on rampage which we'll get into mm-hmm. in a couple minutes dax harwood provide an update on cash wheeler saying the nerves in his arm aren't firing the way they should i hope that's kayfabe by the way because otherwise yeah it's a real fucking bummer well, they actually and, and they showed, you know, the the still shot of his arm being yanked by the, uh, the turnbuckle the hook. hook. Yeah, the turnbuckle hook was was ooh, ooh, it gave me the heebie jeebies, um, you know, and I feel like we're going to lead to a match between that turnbuckle hook and Taz's son hook. Yes. Uh, in the main event is it'll be the, the hook off. Yeah. So, Chris, yeah. I got to ask you, what is the hook to that match? What's supposed to draw me in as a fan? Blue Traveler. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it yeah, brings yeah. me back. The hook brings you back. Uh, which it's <laughs> funny side, funny aside. Um, rewatch Kingpin for the first time in yes. like 
forever and then was flabbergasted at the very end when Blues Traveler showed up in Amish gear and <laughs> played a fucking song over the end credits. I'm like, wow, what were the 1990s? Fucking absurd. What a glorious, weird time it was. Whew, uh, Kenny Omega came out for a promo. Um, they got interrupted very quickly by Christian and this was more mm-hmm. just you know, to continue to build all out. Uh, I, the, the whole video of, of the Don Callis and Christian history. Yeah. Very silly that, uh, Christian apparently blackballed or, or Christian was blackballed in Winnipeg by Don right. Callis because Don Callis was trying to protect a 10 year old Kenny Omega. Right. Very yeah. silly. Very, very super, silly. super silly. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was as long fun. as you don't think too much into it, uh, the weirdness of a grown man trying to, you know, <laughs> save a spot for a 10 year old boy. John Moxley was backstage cutting a promo that he only got one contract back from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And in turn, the man will be facing it all out. Look, I will be the first to say, is this man my first choice? God, no. Yeah. But I'm very excited that it's still going to be John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima live in Chicago. I feel like this is Moxley working his way through the New Japan dads. Yes, before he, he already to... took out Nagata. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm sure Makabe Mac- um, next. And yeah. then, you know, the, the final boss here is the rematch with Minoru Suzuki. Please and thank you. <laughs> Look, Minoru Suzuki is going to be all over this country of ours. Yeah. Late September through mid-October, at least, based off yeah. of the bookings have been announced so far. And he's, Let's fucking He's working go, fucking everybody. Like, yeah. he's working Daniel Garcia. He's working Jonathan John Gresham. Gresham. He's working yep. Homicide. He's working Davey Richards. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there are other matches. I, I mean, there's the fucking Philly show where he's just been announced for, but his opponent yeah. hasn't. Uh, yeah. Let, let's bring him in. Uh, it could be a random dynamite. I'm fine with it. It doesn't yeah. need to be a pay-per-view. Um, yeah, because, hey, so long as it means that Minoru Suzuki's on TV, and we don't get more matches like the gun club versus the factory. I'm cool with it, man. I I don't I don't know which of those teams I like less. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I, very happy with an Austin gunless dynamite. <laughs> it was a nice few we weeks were, we had there. We were on a streak. We were on a streak. Uh, I will also say that Billy Gunn is some kind of genetic freak. I really don't. And he's I not steroids, I guess. Um, yes. Cause that was what got a banned from the, uh, what, what, didn't that get him fired from WWE? Got, for him, that? Yeah. got him kicked out of a bodybuilding competition and fired by, from WWE. Yeah. Yeah. But he yeah. was still allowed to be a hall of famer. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, he was a pivotal part of DX. Oh, so. I, I'm I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that you know they they were cool with him getting a lifetime achievement well, award. Give it uh, give it a few more years when they run out of people to induct and they uh, you know induct Chuck and Billy for their groundbreaking uh, television. Smokey moments. Gun's got to get in first, man. Oh yeah, what's Bart Gun up to these days? Looking Somebody, like uh, shit. You know, if that Vice documentary is any indication, he's like uh, you know at a bar in shithole Texas throwing he a twenty on a pool table. Cars. He definitely Say. sells cars. <laughs> well, Actually, oh, yeah. you know who sells cars? Legit, and, yeah. it, and it makes me laugh, uh, especially when you consider that the guys notoriety and and uh, can, i i'm just saying to you dear og 538 member imagine if you will you're in florida you're going to buy a car you're like eh, maybe i want the civic let, let me let me let me bring over the sales guy 
And who should come over wearing a very tight polo shirt but pro wrestling legend Haku. <laughs> what? Haku sells cars. <laughs> That's that is insane. <laughs> you gotta you gotta hope and believe he just walks like to you while you're looking at the car doing the arm chop thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he, he's the he, he sells the most cars due to intimidation. Exactly. Who's gonna say no to Haku? Exactly. Well, anyway, wow. uh, great news. Um, QT Marshall lost via distraction finish. Oh, mm-hmm. dear God, mm-hmm. no! And uh, <laughs> we're getting... You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta build up his, uh, his his strength going into that big match at All Out against Paul White. Oh, dear God, no! <laughs> Mo, Mo has it. Keeps having yeah. it. You know who was weirdly entertaining this week, Chris? Mo. Mo. Who? Dan Lambert. Yeah, I mean, I think pairing him up with the um, the men uh, of the year, men of the year. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 interesting. Uh, I don't think they need a mouthpiece per se, but it is an interesting pairing. I'm curious to see where it goes. I mean, it seems like something with Archer, but Archer is a not he's not in a tag team. So if yeah. they're going to do so Archer's going to need a buddy. Yeah, so that's maybe that's where we get Suzuki. Do some uh, Suzuki Goon tag action here. I'd be totally fine with that. I, oh, I yeah, would, bro. I'd be totally fine with that. But Dan Lambert, like, take a fucking breath, man. That guy, <laughs> that guy's just cutting the promo of a lifetime. I, yeah, I, yeah. uh, apparently he's a massive wrestling nerd in real life. Like, yeah, that kind of tracks. Loves uh, pro it, wrestling. The the line of you know. They're they're approaching the danger line of the you know addressing the cancel culture sort of the situation yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the promo. It's 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 right on the line there. So uh, you know un- until they do something to take it over the line, I'm I'm okay with it. But yeah, they're 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 treading water. I I, I feel like the thing that's different is you can, you can kind of tell with Dan Lambert like he's being a heel quote unquote versus like this is who I am. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. maybe I'm I'm hoping for the best there, but it is what it know. is. More Andre Arlovsky on the screen, please. Yes, Malachi Black and Brock Anderson was your main event of Dynamite. Wow, in his sixth match ever, yeah. <laughs> headlining a television show, a match where Brock was in the wrong spot and got a punch right to the fucking forehead, which busted his head wide open. Yeah, he did. Um, but yeah, this was a murdering. Malachi Black comes out, looks fucking awesome. Brock Anderson comes out, looks fucking fifty. And uh, he got murdered, and then uh, Arn uh, gets in the way because Malachi Black was going to attack Brock with a chair post-match. Malachi goes for the spinning heel kick, black mask kick, blocks it, which I thought was actually kind of a clever spot of, oh, yeah, I forgot Arn Anderson was an old man who knew how to handle shit. Right, yeah, I've been doing this for 40 years, son. Yeah, so uh, Malachi kicks him right in the balls, and then it's a spinning heel kick. Fantastic. (laughs) Because he's a heel. And then uh, Lee Johnson's music hit to the confusion of the Milwaukee crowd. (laughs) Yeah, like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't mind Lee Johnson. I don't know if that was a new theme, or I just don't know his theme. I was like, who the fuck is this? I, I don't. Uh, he's fine, but he's not like yeah. to the point where I'm going to give a shit if he comes out to confront, uh, you know, Malachi Black here. I was like, yeah. okay, just another somebody else who gets spin kicked in the face. Cool. But like and for, it, that was for the big, you know, post CM Punk debut Dynamite, it was a weird ass show versus Rampage, which was just like a straight all killer, no filler hour long wrestling show. 
Yeah, a lot of people on the Twitter sphere were not very happy with the Rampage show, and I thought it was. I thought it was very entertaining. I enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, you're not going to hit the same heights you did the week prior with a fucking punk return. No. Um, One of the – it was pretty egregious how they were like, we will hear from CM Punk and, you know, new content and, you know, something. And it was just like – It was very weird, by the way, that Taz called it new content. I'm like – Yeah. One line taken from a sit-down interview that they, you know, worked into a video package, not even him in person. So that was – Yeah. That was a bit – It was really just a a promo for the countdown show that's going to be on next week. Right. Yeah. Um, But uh, it kicked off with one of the better matches you would see this year. Uh, Lucha Bros. Hell yeah. And and, uh, Jurassic Express just balling out and having a great match. uh, As I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, but the the NBA MVP Giannis uh, was right there in the front row losing his fucking mind. The Greek freak. Yes. uh, Really. Like that that's the type of good celebrity um yeah. involvement. It, yeah, it's here, like LeBron James taking a photo in front row of WWE with a flip phone. Yes. Like that's the kind of stuff that, that gets you. Yeah. You know. Uh but Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express uh just went out and were like, All right, here's all the spots. We got all of them. We're we're doing every single one of them. Yeah. And we're going to f- try to fucking kill each other, get at this match. Lucha Bros, to my surprise, getting the victory. And going on to face the Young Bucks all out in a big time cage match. That match should be phenomenal. Hundred percent. I am very much excited. Uh, they are, they, that's a fight forever, for, fight forever situation. Really, with yes. all three of those teams, you put any combination of those three teams in a ring, and my eyeballs are fucking glued. Excuse me, that slipped out. No, it's okay. It's okay. Then we had a Miro promo where he brought out the beaten down body of Fuego del Sol and said he wanted uh, Eddie <laughs> Kingston. Eddie Kingston comes out and grabs the mic, goes to say something, and throws down the mic and goes right to the ring to try to beat the shit out of Miro. Loved that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Love Miro that. also yanked the mask off of Fuego yes, in a total dick did. move. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, that was and then a, a fun little pull apart. Uh, that match, that match should be fire. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's been added to the all out card and uh, could be. Uh, a sleeper match to steal the show at All Out, depending on on how the rest of the card plays out. I mean, for a show that a few weeks ago we were like Omega Christian, eh, right? Yeah, no, the card like, has got, the card has gotten hella stacked. Yes, um, we had the Bunny against Tay Conti. Uh, this was just kind of there. Uh, Tay Conti strikes are still out of this world, but um, it was kind of a nothing match, and you can tell by this point the Milwaukee crowd was dying. You mean Milwaukee? Yes. It's Algonquin for the good, good land. land. Yes. Yes. Then we had the big uh, uh, pre-main event interview. Mark Henry moderating an interview between the two teams that would be throwing down in the main event. Christian Cage and Frankie Kazarian against uh, Kenny Omega and Brandon Cutler. Um, I thought it was a perfectly fine, fun match. Brandon Cutler, as the idiot goon member of yeah. the Super Elite, is a goddamn delight. Yeah, yeah. Him doing he, the solo kid and play made me giggle. He's 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 very good in that role, and I feel like you know this is kind of the perfect role for him. Anything more elevated or more serious than this, yeah. not really gonna not really gonna take. I mean, remember that stupid ma- dragon mask he had, and his whole gimmick was that he liked to play D and D. I mean, come on, yes. that was this is definitely better than that. Um, although the question of you know, your first rampage after the first dance and in your main event, you have fucking Brandon Cutler as one of the four featured men is, you know, 
kind of don't get me wrong he went full fall guy bushy full oh, fall guy 100 well you know looking at it on paper you knew that was going to happen yeah but um yeah it was it was fine it, it just it kind of seemed like a almost like a dark match like a yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like the the post raw dark match to send the crowd home happy sort right, of situation. Right, right. It didn't seem like a main event TV match to me, but you know, is yeah. what it is. But now we're heading towards the big week in Chicago. Uh, Dynamite live in Chicago, Rampage live in Chicago, Fan Fest Saturday in Chicago, and then Sunday is all out. Uh, big time matches on on all the shows, including eight man tag on Dynamite, Lucha Bros, and Jurassic Express against the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers. Oh yeah. Uh, Rampage on Friday getting Daniel Garcia against Darby Allen. Um what else have they announced? Uh Proud and Powerful against FTR going to be uh, Yeah, uh, to no fanfare. Like yeah. that was we, the earlier, you know, in the week we heard that his arm Cash's arm wasn't working and, and then they just okay, now they have a match. It was yeah. kind of a bummer cuz that's a and really that probably should have been safe for the pay-per-view and they I, might I, still do that. I would have preferred to have seen it on the pay-per-view if I'm honest, yeah. but I mean, um, you know, it should be good. Brian Cage against Powerhouse Hobbs, aforementioned OC versus Jack Evans and then sit-down interviews for both MJF and Chris Jericho to put over their match at yeah. All Out. Um, all Out card sounding stacked as hell. Omega versus Cage for the title. Uh, Punk versus Darby Allen. Britt Baker defending the women's title against Chris Statlander. Mm-hmm. Bucks against Lucha Bros and Steel Cage for the tag belts. Andrade versus Pac. Uh, MDF versus Jericho. Paul White versus QT Marshall. The women's casino battle royal on the pre-show. And, of course, Miro versus Eddie Kingston for the TNT title. That is a fucking great show. Yeah, with maybe another match added. Who knows? With maybe another match added and, uh, you know, some surprises. As I, I think, finally, Tony Khan will do the needful and sign Justin Schlegel and make him a fucking backstage interview. Yeah. God damn it, Tony! Do the thing! You son of a bitch. And then give us backstage passes. Yeah, to, to all please. The shows. Please. And, you know, I will uh, I will just uh, go after your Pog collection. It's P A W G, folks. Yes, yes. Behold, the ultimate pogs. <laughs> Chris Statlander. <laughs> and still Jamie Steve Hayden. Allen for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. You think you know nuts? I'll show you nuts. Try AJ's nuts. Try my nuts! From fire-roasted peanuts and cashews to paprika-coated almonds and candied pecans, AJ's Nuts are the perfect gift for your girlfriend, your bodyguard, your boyfriend, 
ex-boyfriend, your other ex-boyfriend, or your other other ex-boyfriend. Buy my nuts now! AJ's nuts are slow-smoked in small batches by large African men in extraordinarily small outfits. Buy my nuts or I'll murder your family! Once you've tried AJ's nuts, you'll be crazy to eat any other brand. What did you call me? I mean, why did you call me crazy? Why am I crazy? This is a crazy... <laughs> AJ's nuts. Seriously, this chick is goddamn insane. Sold separately or paired with a replica of that abysmal Divas Championship belt.